0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes more about the models in the course of this episode, it's set to cover five Major League Baseball games set to be played on Thursday, April 6th, 2022. In case you're here, check the webpage on the banner. It's www.pixtheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. And if you're not there, so thrilled that you're here. Remember, the sports are unpredictable, so the discussion of this show projects a typical game does not try to forecast to a T, as that would be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view here and don't get distracted when weird stuff happens. Balance is out in the long run, but it's hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variance will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, welcome back. Uh, you had a great opening day. I'm sure the people are happy to see you and your insights again.
1: Yeah, I'm glad glad to be back. Uh, a 5-0 and opening day. Please don't hold me to that. Uh, that's, that's a little unlikely uh, to happen again. But last time I was on here, we talked about my, my allergies and I could tell it was baseball season. Well, now we've got the April showers rolling through here where I live. It is gloomy. It is thundering. It is raining. Uh, so again, just another reminder that it definitely is baseball season.
0: Yeah, and that weather's affecting a lot of baseball here. A rainout on Wednesday... We're recording this Wednesday afternoon. Looks like we might have a delay in the, uh, you know, a, cu- a couple of the games here for Thursday, Thursday. Uh, two of the games already for Thursday been pushed to Friday, including our beloved Astros playing in Minnesota, where they were going to play on Thursday, it was going to be wind chills, I believe, around 10 degrees. And they wow. decided, thankfully, to push the home opener back a day. So I think, I think everyone's excited about that yeah. decision. <laughs> um, but I, I did just want to point out, of course, for the viewer here, we had a really great and amazing, I think it was 13-2 and two Saturday, had a really profitable Sunday, had a really profitable Monday. Tuesday just kind of went down the drain. Yeah. Wednesday, again, still happening, looks like a mixed bag. Kind of so-so, but this is why we talk about good and bad variants. We're gonna have ups and downs, even with the weeks. We're gonna have you know two profitable weeks in a row. And there's gonna be a losing week here and there. Uh, that's just kind of the way it goes—the ups and downs. Uh, if I remember correctly, because Jordan, maybe you can refresh my memory. I feel like last year we had a ton of up and downs. It was like highs and lows like crazy.
1: It was only ups and downs. I I yeah. remember coming on here in like vividly remembering like can we just have like a ho-hum day like where we're yeah. up or down like one unit i, I mean yeah. this being up 14 units being down 15 units <laughs> yeah. it just it was really you know playing with your emotions there for a while
0: yeah, yeah. so i mean that's sometimes the way baseball goes right uh, it's just yeah. it's a lot of up and downs It's i always talk about it's the long run right we're not focused on one game here though obviously we want each game to win it's more fun if each you know watching each one but uh, it's all about the totality of picks right so again still, yep. still doing well uh hopefully we can get back on the right track here and do more like the you know the saturday sunday monday which is a whole lot more fun uh got a uh, nice little eight game slate here for thursday a lot of day games a lot of games throughout the day before you get to that some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you are yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and if you turn on notifications you won't miss any of the college basketball mlb or college football content this channel provides reminder a grade money line plays return four units that is the risk plus win amount will equal four that way we risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs and do will have to decide for ourselves exactly what to wage or where the math just does it for us b grade plays return three units c grade plays return two units i'm playing them all I recommend them all so far the b grade plays have been fantastic it's all going to be up and down i think all of them will be profitable by the end of the season so I like recommending all of them, just scaling a little bit. I like to scale them just because I like to have games I can focus a little bit more on. But if you want to play them all the same, I think that's not a bad choice either. Uh, lots of options there. But as always, with the scaling, with what you do, take what you like, and leave the rest. Going to start off in the afternoon here, one ten p.m. Eastern. Marlins at the Mets. Uh, the Mets uh, struggling. Yeah. And two games in Milwaukee where they got beat by a combined, I believe, nineteen the zip played well here on Wednesday and got walked off. Uh, yeah. in the bottom of the ninth. So yeah. struggling for the Mets. They still have a good team. Weird things happen in baseball all the time. They almost got off the schneid. I'm going to back them here at minus 154 with a B-grade pick. Model says it should be Mets minus 164. Anything minus 150 or better qualifies as an A-grade. So almost an A, kind of a B-plus grade here for the Mets. I think it's a solid investment. As much as Edward Cabrera is a sexy pick and a fun guy to watch, I still think Tyler McGill's the better pitcher. Model rates him as a 92 versus Cabrera, a 105. And a reminder: 100 is average and lower is better. So a solidly better pitcher for the Mets than the Marlins. Both these bullpens are about the same. Both of them are decent. Uh, offensively, I know the Mets struggled during those two games. But, I, I mean, you saw what they did here on Wednesday. I still think it's a good offense. I still, still think it's better than the Marlins' offense, which is better than last year, but still slightly below average. So I'm going to take the Mets here. Again, minus 154. Model So, this should be minus 164 total in this one is eight model projects 8.3 winds be blowing out around 10 miles an hour and it'll be a nice day for baseball if you're in the new york area and want to go catch this one i'm guessing tickets will be pretty high uh but 75 degrees for first pitch 70 degrees at close will be a great day for baseball i think the mets win get models to 62 of the time because you got for us i,
1: I would add that as bad as the Mets offense look in those two losses to, in the first two games against the Brewers, uh, what they did today, putting up to six runs, that was with Burns starting the game. And so that definitely uh, seems a, a little bit promising. Uh, I'm not sure Tyler M- McGill is not the Mets starter that is playing the best right now after how Scherzer's looked in his first two starts. Oh, Obviously yeah. Scherzer, Scherzer's been – I mean – He'll be fine, I think. Uh, but McGill looked really good in, in his first start.
0: And, and, Ver, and Verlander out, right. Yeah, He's like the de facto yep. ace of the moment.
1: Yes, uh, of, of the moment for now. Uh, what I would say about this uh, on the Marlin side is, as an Edward Cabrera fantasy owner, um, going to strike out like 10 guys, could walk 10 guys too. Uh, you never really know. And so like you like you mentioned very flashy pitcher as far as the stuff that he has it's unbelievable but sometimes just not quite sure where it's going if this were any other Met starting pitcher besides McGill I'm not sure that I would feel great about it but because he is starting I also like the like the Mets here uh, home opener McGill on the mound uh you know Mets offense coming back to life in this last game uh, I, I like the Mets here as well And he was a fantastic pitcher to back for
0: us last year before the injuries got to him. Uh, And and so far, again, just one game. But in that one game, you know, like I said, kind of picking up where he left off. I still think he's a great guy to back. Still undervalued, I think. 210 Eastern. Blue Jays, the Royals. I'm so tired of talking about these two teams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yet again, we're going to back the Blue Jays with an A-grade play. I feel like we faded the Blue Jays in the first three games of the series against the Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals. The three yeah. of the season. Yeah, now, now we're back. The model just doesn't like this Royals offense. It's really the bottom line. Kevin Galsman versus Jordan Lyles. I mean, this is a mismatch everywhere you look on, on the starting pitcher The bullpen mismatch is smaller because the Blue Jays bullpen isn't that great. Offensively, it's a mismatch. Uh, Minus 180 is too short. A great pick model, so it should be Blue Jays minus 200 that they win this two out of three times. And if you're going to win two out of three times, minus 180 is a good price to lay. Uh, The total is nine. Model says eight. It's going to be another chilly night. So who knows how Wednesday night's game will go. We haven't watched it yet. It hasn't happened at the time of this recording, but I mentioned temperature changing uh, for Wednesday night there with the front coming through and making it a little bit harder for the ball to carry in that park. Same thing here on Thursday afternoon. It will be in the mid-50s for most of this game. The ones are blowing out, but only around five miles an hour. So model expects a more low-scoring game. I mean, you never really know how many – Runs of Blues are going to score so the Royals team total under not a bad look there, especially if you're getting, you know, something like three and a half or four. I don't know if I would want to go under three, but under three and a half or four is probably not a bad look for the Royals team total under because uh, Joe, what do you got for us here?
1: When I'm looking at these games, obviously, I want to see what grade Sideline side gives it. I, I want to listen to the show, see what insight I can get from the professor here. I go to our Discord. What are the other people on Discord saying uh, about a matchup? But one of the number one things I look for is the mismatch in starting pitching. I look at the value that Sideline assigns to each pitcher. Again, lower is better. And this game, the difference between Gaussman and Lyles has the largest differential of any game on the board uh, for, for uh day this game's being played. Uh, It makes Gaussman way better than Lyles, which we talked before we came on. We're not quite sure that Jordan Lyles is quite as bad as what his rating is. Uh, Sideline gives him a 114. We both said maybe round to like 105 or something. Uh, But still, maybe Lyles is slightly below average. Gaussman, of course, well, well above average. You talked about the uh, advantages that the uh, Blue Jays have all over the field, even outside of starting pitching. But man, when I zero in on that starting pitching mismatch, you're just rarely going to get as many opportunities to back a team with this big of an advantage in starting pitching, in my opinion. So yeah, I'm all about laying the uh, minus 180 here. I, I think this is a wonderful investment on the blue chase.
0: Yeah. And I think to your point, usually with a big of a discrepancy offensively and starting pitcher, even on the road, you're going to have to lay a number that starts with a two. Yeah. And if it's at home, it's going to be in the upper twos right so the fact that it's with the one is is pretty good value there um yeah and i don't, I don't maybe we're a little biased liking jordan lyles as, as astros fans and he you know play for the astros but maybe I, I, maybe but i also think i've seen what i've seen from lyles is you know a lot of ups and downs in his career and he's had times where he looked terrible and the, and the models looking at all that data but i think he's kind of more revitalized his career the last you know year or two and become just a very mediocre pitcher he's not great he's not top of the rotation but I was a little surprised to see the model give him a 114 I don't think he's quite that bad but uh, either way even if he's not that bad like you said there's still a massive discrepancy between him and yep. Galsman Galsman of course still one of the top pitchers in baseball so Bledges minus 180 a pretty solid look and again the model would look under as well if you want to do game under or team total under for the Royals either one p.m. Eastern, home opener for the Rockies here. Nationals will come to town. We're going back to the Rockies at minus 130. It's a B-grade pick model, so this should be Rockies. Minus 133 that they went at 57% of the time. Uh, This is going to be some maybe terrible baseball, but, I mean, it's in the day, so I'm going to be watching it. Um, Josiah Gray and Kyle Freeland. Freeland's a better pitcher, but. uh, Not by much. Not by much. He's not that good. Uh, he didn't look really good in his first start. Uh, Freeland's a guy, talk about fantasy, right? I, I've rostered him in fantasy on and off different times. He's kind of a guy who's always on the waiver wire. So when you need a guy and you're like, oh, the Rockies are playing at home, you you pick him up and then you drop him. right when you need an arm. So he's been on and off my roster several times. He, he's decent and he'll have some good starts. He'll have some clunkers too. Uh, he, it, which is better than Gray. I just have not been a fan of Josiah Gray. He had that one little stretch last year, and I remember fading him constantly after that stretch because everyone was like, oh, he's put it together, and now he's going to be the stud or whatever. And I looked at the underlying metrics. I was like, no, I, that was good luck. And we faded him nonstop and basically cashed like, the rest of the year fading him. I, I don't think Josiah, is great, Josiah Gray is very good at all. So, I mean, I, I like the the edge the Rockies have at starter. I like their edge that they have at home. They have the biggest home field advantage in all of baseball. And on top of that, while I don't think their offense is that good, I think their offense is still better than the Nationals, especially at home. Both these bullpens are straight trash, so it's a wash there. I can't find any reason to back the Nats. Minus one thirty is a really low price. I, it's only a B grade in the model, but it's a pretty strong investment, in my opinion. Uh, Cousin Jared, about fifty degrees in Coors, chilly ball won't carry. Of course, Coors surprisingly for some people, some people may not know this, not really the it's not the best home run park in all of baseball. The reason why there's so many runs in Coors Field in that altitude you can hit a lot of home runs but also because they knew the altitude they they built a bigger park they have a huge outfield and so there are a ton of balls that drop for singles doubles and triples because they they knew they had to back the fences up so it's a massive outfield you get a lot of home runs still but even with the colder temperatures you should still see a lot of balls dropping in. that's why the total in this game is 10 and a half model only says 9.8 uh, i you know, it's it's two not great pitchers and two not great offenses. So I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> with regards to the total. What's your take?
1: Well, you said two not great starting pitchers and you also, and I'll directly quote you here, two trash bullpens. So uh, yeah. my honorary play of the day is going to be over 10 and a half in the opener at Coors Field, baby. Let's get a, the Rockies to put up a lot of runs. And I think the Nationals are just the team for the Rockies to put up a lot of runs against. Uh, this is one of those things, who really even cares which team scores them? I think... I think some teams could probably gonna score about seven or eight runs in this game, and I think we can get to uh, eleven. So yeah, we'll we'll make this the Rockies opening home opener special, and we'll go over ten and a half.
0: We'll say we'll we'll make I'll make a prediction. We'll say eight to four Rockies. How about that? Uh,
1: sounds perfect to me.
0: <laughs> All right, there's one game right around dinner time if you're on the East Coast or Central Time Zone. So Padres at the Braves. Gonna back to Padres here, plus one fifty. Again, as an A-grade, um, it's about the value of the number. Okay, first off, I do not think the Padres are more likely to win than not. The Braves are more likely to win, so I want to make sure you hear that. It's all about the price, though, right? Laying minus 170 for the Braves is just too steep of a price. I guess the Padres team, that is still pretty good. They had that game on Tuesday afternoon won. the defense let them down. You don't expect that every day. You never really know what's going to happen, of course, but that's kind of fluky. Model says the Braves win this 56% of the time. So, again, we're always talking about value and plus odds here. The Padres win this 44% of the time. They're going to lose more than they win, but at plus 150, that's going to make us profitable in the long run. So, again, it's all about the odds here. The model says anything plus 140 or better is an A grade. So, if you're seeing even plus 140, that's still a pretty good investment on the Padres who, again, win this about 44% of the time. Offensively, the other thing to note is that the Padres uh, are a little bit left-handed heavy facing a righty in Spencer Strider, who is fantastic. The model loves Strider. I've loved Strider since last year. I've preached about how good he is. But the Padres being a little bit lefty heavy makes their offense do better against righties. Blake Snell for the Padres is lefty. The Braves offense also a little left-handed heavy, which means their offense gets a little bit worse. So the biggest difference here is that I think the Padres have a little bit of an edge on offense because the fact that both offenses are left-handed heavy but they get the lefty-righty favor with regards to starting pitching. Obviously, the Braves have a better bullpen. That's going to help them out, and they have a better starting pitcher. Blake Snell is a good pitcher. He's not great. He's good. Strider's great. So the Braves do have an edge starting pitcher. They're at home. They have an edge with the bullpen, but the Padres' edge offensively gives them enough of a chance that plus 150 is worth the investment. Total in this one, Seven and a half model says 8.7. We're going to be 75 degrees to start, upper 60s to close. Winds will be blowing out at around 10 miles an hour for this game. Cousin Jared, give us your take.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do something probably a little unexpected here with Spencer Strider on the mound, but I'm going to go over seven and a half in this game. Uh, The fact that sideline says there's a whole run uh, over a run of value here kind of says something to me. Atlanta, especially during the summer when it gets hot, balls can start kind of flying out of that park. It's not going to be hot, but it's not going to be cold either, as you just alluded to. And you know the the wind uh, blowing out there. And of course, both of these offenses, we talked about how good both starting pitchers are, but both of these offenses have guys that you know they're going to hit enough balls if it gets just a little bit of help there. You know, you could turn a lot of doubles into home runs, and we could get a lot of runs quickly in this one with these two offenses or
0: routine fly balls into doubles.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so uh, kind of counterintuitive here with, with Strider and Snell on the mound, but I'm going over seven and a half and just saying that wind blowing out gives it just enough of an edge that this game gets over.
0: Well, and it's it's no different than when we talked about, say, the the Giants-White Sox game here on Wednesday afternoon where I talked about it and I said I wasn't really an under that I wanted to go under. Wanted to mess with you had the temperature that was low and the good pitchers, but that wind it was kind of like, yeah, I could see it getting over. So I did. And it's the same sort of thing here with that wind blowing out. there sometimes you can't just look at the starting pitchers, you got to look at the elements as well. So I gets a good yeah. point that sometimes these games that you think are just dead unders based off of the pitchers are like, yeah, but sometimes it's not quite that simple. This number is a little bit too low. So over seven and a half, pretty smart play there. And again, I'm going to keep backing the Padres. I think they're better than they've played, you know. <laughs> They're better than they play. That's really all I got. That's all I got. 10, 10, Eastern. Dodgers, the Diamondbacks. Let's take another dog here. Plus 126 in the Diamondbacks with a B-grade pick. I love me some Dustin May. He's definitely above average. He looked great in his first start, but I also love me some Merrill Kelly as well. Both these guys are above average pitchers. and Two pitchers that I think is ac- are actually better than the model realizes they are, so I think it doesn't really affect its projection on the side. I do think it affects the total projection. Model says 8.4, but again, given that I think these pitchers are better than sideline realizes, I would have said more like 8, so if you like an un under- under here under eight and a half might not be a bad look obviously the D-backs offense is a little bit better than last year still below average Dodgers offense still pretty good both bullpens solid but again I really like these starting pitchers the biggest thing here though is that at home Arizona's got a shot to win this game plus 126 is too good to pass up for me models that it should be Dodgers minus 121 that the Dimebacks win this 45 percent of the time and if they win 45 percent of the time at plus 126 it's a positive expected value play that's what we're all about here especially in the long nature of baseball it's all about the long run not about the short run so plus 126 pretty good value on the the diamondbacks here again they went about 45 percent of the time weather should be nice in arizona you might see an open roof out there it's projected to be about 70 degrees to start and 60 to finish so i don't see any reason why they would close it so a really nice night for baseball out in arizona for what would be their home opener as well and a night that the diamondbacks can pull off the upset so plus 126 is a b-grade play according to the model because jared what do you think
1: So I'm just going to give you some names here. Maybe they'll ring some bells. Let's just say Tyler McGill. Let's say Mitch Keller. Let's say, I don't know, Joe Ryan, Spencer Strider, Merrill Kelly. What what do all those people have in common?
0: I'll, all guys we backed a ton last year loved <laughs>
1: yeah and so I, again i said it the first episode i'm gonna say it on this episode i, I love me some merrill kelly want to want to back him every opportunity i get it just seems that he is consistently overvalued to relative undervalued. To his performance. Or undervalued relative yeah. to his performance and how his teams have performed in games that he has started so uh yeah i'm all about taking the uh, plus 126 with the diamondbacks here it's one of those things where i just just feel like he's been undervalued and at this point it's been over a season now I I don't know when it's going to catch up it may just be some of these pitchers we're just basically almost blindly backing them every, every time they take the mound
0: yeah absolutely and it seems like it's working so at some point again thinking about longer was yeah. not going to work every single time but no yeah. one's trying to make it work every single time because no one's going to profit every single game they play right so right. and you know obviously we know they won't win all the time but they won enough it doesn't matter and I, I do recall last year there were a lot of games the diamondbacks gave the dodgers all they want at home now in and, and la was a different story but right. in arizona the diamondbacks especially when you, when you had the gallons and uh, the Merrill Kelly, some of their younger pitchers at the end of the year, you know, a guy like Ryan Nelson or Drew Jameson coming up, right? They gave the Dodgers all they wanted in uh, yeah. just about every game in Arizona, it seems like. And it's the same sort of thing here. Like, this is going to be a tight ball game, I think. Dog- Diamondbacks got a chance to win. Don't know who wins, but again, plus 126 is just too good a value um, to pass up here with, again, a guy that's just constantly undervalued. And again, it's not in any no disrespect to Dustin May. And again, if you like Dustin May and Merrill Kelly as much as I do, then you might look under. Again, both offenses aren't bad, and uh, Arizona's, uh, you know, A little bit of a hitter-friendly ballpark, of course, but I like both these starting pitchers. Diamondbacks' bullpen is about average. Dodgers' bullpen is better than average, so uh, under might be a way to look if you like both these pitchers uh, like I do, but also Diamondbacks, again, pretty good value. Uh,
1: That's all we've got, then. Cousin Jared, any parting words for the viewer? The Oakland A's are 2-3. and They're probably about to lose. They're going to be 2-4. and But again, just remember, when you're taking some of these terrible dogs – there's a reason, because these terrible dogs are going to win some of these games. So just <laughs> stick with us and hold your nose on some of this place. I mean, uh,
0: Oakland winning opening day against Otani
1: was just like – That was a, a, a masterpiece. That, that <laughs> really was an absolute was. masterpiece <laughs> two-to-one game. Loved every minute <laughs> love of it it really was it's almost
0: like we set the bar too high like i can never be topped that we called that we had that yeah. one and again it's it's no different i just want to clarify for the viewer again it's no different than taking a couple of these dogs here like the podge to the diamondbacks here on on thursday it's not that we thought the a's were going to win as much as it was the price that the a's were yeah. uh, were at implied that they were going to win a less time than i less pressure of time than i thought and that's what it is it's all about the long-term probabilities, that's why we can have success in baseball because math is hard and complicated. Probability is hard and complicated, but yeah. it's my specialty. That's why I'm here. It's what I do. So yeah. uh, if we follow along with the math, we'll, we'll turn out okay in the long run. But you're right. Some of them are definitely yeah. hold your nose type yeah. plays. Uh, I feel like the Padres are like that on this one. I, it's not a comfortable play, right? But sometimes the good plays are uncomfortable. The Padres are not a comfortable play for sure.
1: It's going to be really tough whenever I have to back the Nationals for the first time this season. <laughs> I'm glad the model just does not think the Nationals are any good. So I'm hoping
0: we don't have to back them very often. I I do hope that they're one of those teams that we back like 40 times this season and just fade the other 120. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That team is so bad. There's a few we talked about. There's a few of them for sure. Uh, But all right, that's all we got then for you. Thanks for tuning in this episode of Fix the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel It's dropped right into your feed. Back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember... You can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.